Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Jen's gone. Yep. So it's, uh, it's just me and the kids and the dogs and my dad. Lots of fun. Yeah, it's been good. Um, running around, had to do a lot of errands uh, a couple you, days. You coming by for a cigar? I'd like to, if it's possible. Depends on when you're there. Yeah, I'm preaching tomorrow. You know, mm, like I'm gonna go after this. No, I can't go after this. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I gotta, I gotta do more. I gotta do devotional stuff after this, mm. uh, and then I gotta get him home. I gotta uh, make sure. I gotta clean up. I gotta get dinner. When did Jen get back? Sunday night. Oh, that's a fun trip. Yeah. She's like, I'm only gone three days. I'm like, you're gone a week. She's like, it's three days. I'm like, you're leaving like what on a Wednesday or something? She goes Wednesday night. I'm like counts as Wednesday. So you're such a baby, yeah, man. Whatever. You're such so, a baby. So I was gonna tell you that. Um, so you know, most of the time I like to listen to, you know, Scandinavian death metal mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. aggressive but melodic. But uh, this week, this week there's been a lot of Striper. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, huh. an old school, an old school hmm. Striper from the '80s. And uh, you know, because I actually had a Striper album before I was a Christian. Because everybody, I mean, in the metal scene bought the striper album most people did um and uh and even then it really wasn't my style of metal but it was like you know okay mm-hmm. um and then when i was converted i went back to it and i was like holy cow <laughs> jesus um, or are they talking about their girlfriend i can't tell yeah, yeah. Uh, but sometimes they were clearly talking about jesus like on the song mm-hmm. more than a man off the to hell with the devil album anyways i wanted to encourage you <laughs> oh. to listen to a particular striper album okay this week Send it to me. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, it is fun. Okay. And uh, I think you would really like it. I want you to report back. Okay, okay then. On Monday. Uh, the following Monday for this episode. Yeah, I want yeah. you to give your thoughts on that album. Not like deep, like not dissecting everything. I didn't, Did mm. you vibe with it or not? Okay. 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 I'm going to send you a link. Uh, uh, Apple Music. Yep, yep, It'll yep, be Striper the Against the Law. All right. All right. All right. Cool, man. Looking forward to that. Yeah. You like... Joe has this big smile. Because you're going like, to like, I think he's, he's like, like, he's like, he's genuinely excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we only vibe, our over, like on a Venn diagram, there's mm-hmm. the music that I like, the music that you like, and then there's a small overlap area. Yeah. Are you impressed that I knew what a Venn diagram was? I actually am. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Business uh, background. <laughs> Your yeah. business background. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this is, and so like 80s hard rock, we have some overlap there. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty good that, that's like pretty it. much it yeah mm-hmm. all right i i would love to hear it now do, uh what do you got going on this week what's what's going on for you coming up this week this weekend anything big anything new got um, church stuff uh well actually got, i guess i'm when well, this goes thursday i'm preaching sunday oh wow. i'm up this week are you gonna check yeah <laughs> so uh what are you preaching on uh hold on uh, the great multitude because you're doing 144,000 this week. Yeah, oh, you're doing one right after that. I'm doing the one right after that, The yeah. Great Multitude. Yeah, nice. And then I'm off for, I think, three weeks? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. And then I'm back on with The Two Witnesses. Mm, two Witnesses. Two Witnesses. It's going to be good. This has been fun, man, preaching Revelation. Yeah, man, yeah. This, like, we could be tag-teaming this. Mm-hmm. Tag-teaming it. It's been good. See, see here's, here's the thing about preaching, right? Yeah. Especially when you have a, a partner. Yeah. Like, 
you're able to kind of study together. You're where we're both studying the same thing. We're both using the same resources. So something happens to Joe, I could step in on that sermon yep. and it happened to me. Joe's able to step right yep, in, right? No, no problem. And so it's been good for us, just even in our friendship and, and as we study, it's been, to me, it's been quite enjoyable. I love this. Uh, but when we do our research, mm -hmm. the one thing we don't do right. is steal someone else's sermon. Well, it depends on what you mean by steal. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I'm not stealing it. It's not stealing if they're saying I'm allowed to just use it, right? I mean, if they're just if they're saying, I, hey, I you mean, can just re-preach my sermons if they give me permission, it's not stealing. <laughs> you know, uh, and we're well, not, yeah. But we don't do that. No, and, we, don't, we and, don't do that. And we don't take other people's, um, like, not, not illustrations. Yeah, but yeah, we don't take their uniquely developed uh, ideas, metaphors, that, or personal stories. Pers yeah, that's the <laughs> weird part is taking personal stories. Okay. Now, what we, uh, what I have done is I have said like, you know, uh, oh well, this person put it this way. Of course. And I think that's helpful for us. So yeah, let's yeah. let's go. And I'll say it like that. I'll say, I think it's really helpful. This person said it in this way, and I think it's really hits the point here. And I'll say that. Let's get into it. That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about stealing sermons because, I mean, this has been a thing forever. In fact, um, my son Elias. Keach Thorne is named after Elias Keach, who stole his dad's sermons, Benjamin Keach. He stole his dad's sermons and he preached them. His dad, Benjamin Keach, Reformed Baptist, particular Baptist, London. Uh, Elias Keach comes over to the States, steals his dad's sermons, preaches them as if they're his own, passes himself off as this great preacher and pastor. And one day while he's preaching these sermons that he really doesn't grasp himself, uh, he's converted. <laughs> dummy <laughs> so um but then, but then how, god how used amazing him. is god it's pretty right? awesome like, right? how yeah. amazing is god that's got to be so humiliating at the same time like awe-inspiring like in the midst of stealing a sermon and preaching something that you don't believe the spirit grabs you yeah because the spirit uses the word yep so even if it's coming from the person who isn't regenerate he uses the word mm -hmm. so and not just on people that are here even on the preacher himself super cool and then elias keach went on to plant churches up and down the east coast like you know totally useful to the lord mm -hmm. love elias keach now sermon stealing's been around forever um but today it's uh, it's back in the news. Julie Royce uh, did a thing on it, but I even saw it outside of that before she put something up uh, because that guy, uh, Pastor Pastor Zachy Pants, what's his name, Zach? Well, I, well I don't, should we even say pastor? Well, he is a pastor at Twin Oaks, back, Twin Oaks, Twin Oaks Baptist Church. Yeah, he has that title. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, Zach Stewart. He's a pastor. Hmm. Is that kind of like when people take the title of like bishop? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like, trying to be rude, but like if you're if you're consistent, you know what? Maybe that's it. I don't know if he's consistently. But even, well, you did it once. It doesn't matter. Like, come on. Uh, anyways, continue, just continue. All right, Sorry. Right, I'm going down the road. Breathe. Okay. Just breathe. There you go. Okay. I want you hyperventilating no. again and passing out. I'm not doing mouth to mouth this time. Again? Because even my breathing app just said breathe. <laughs> Start breathing. <laughs> Got to get your steps in, Jimmy. All right. So um, this guy, uh, Zach Stewart, um, there's, a, there's a video going around right now. We'll link to it in the show notes. But it shows him... Uh, basically re-preaching a Mark Driscoll sermon and not an old Mark Driscoll sermon, old in that it's from 2019, but he is pulling specific words, sentences, ideas, gestures. Like it's, I watched it. looks to me like a pretty much straight up copy. 95% yeah. straight up copy. You saw it, Jimmy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, yeah, <laughs> it is cringe. It's, it's so it's so it's embarrassing so to watch. Bad. I would be utterly. I would walk. First of all, I, 
if I had to steal a sermon and pass it off as my own, I know I'm just saying if I, I would, I, first of all, I would just quit and be like, you know what guys, I am not suited for this. If if our church people knew you were or I was, oh, we'd gosh. start to get booed while we were up there. Oh, yes. I don't think they would. I think they, they'd, like, they'd be like, "What?" And they, no, they shouldn't. They like they shouldn't take that. No, you know what I mean, <laughs> like nice Piper impersonation. Yeah. Like, when they start yelling. <laughs> but I went to his 1981 sermon. Nobody can tell. <laughs> I got it on tape. <laughs> I transcribed it myself. Man, so the, this. This whole Zach Stewart thing is crazy. He did it at another church and he was let go there. Now he's at another church. Apparently he's doing it again, at least allegedly. Um, but yeah, check, check it out if you want to see what we're talking about. Now mm-hmm. that is straight up clear cut sermon stealing. And by the way, for the record, let's just say this. Um, I didn't listen to obviously it's, it's clips of one particular sermon. Uh, but Mark Driscoll. Still very good at communicating. Yeah, he Still is. Very good. Like a, a couple of the analogies he brought up and stuff. I'm like, dang, it's, it's no. I mean, sharp. listen, he is a gifted, gifted. Yeah. communicator. Yep. Like you. Oh. Uh, and then somebody else just. You know, all right. So let's let's define our terms here because right. like there's a lot. Of, there's people out there that have a lot of different opinions, and I, I I'm wording this in a very specific way that allows us to talk about it without getting. Over the skis, like as as they say uh, in sports, right? Getting over our skis, like out okay. of bounds, we're gonna fall, not land correctly. Um, all right. So how how did that? All right. How sermon do you define stealing. sermon stealing. Define right. sermon stealing. It is uh, preaching someone else's original content without attribution, implying that the message or the content is your own. All right. So it's someone else's original mm-hmm. content. It's something that they developed that you are using without attribution, implying that. It is your own work, your own mm-hmm. stuff. Now, all of that comes together, um, and, it, and it sort of assumes a, a number of other truths. And so mm-hmm. we're going to walk through um, some of the things that are that that are okay, and some things that are not okay uh, in in preaching. And the yeah. preachers, like Jimmy and I, obviously, we we thought a lot about this. We talk a lot about this stuff. But what about um, citing sources in your preaching? Like you just said. Like, hey man, if I'm gonna use a good analogy, yeah. if uh, if Spurgeon has a great analogy, then I'll I'm just say Spurgeon said this. Spur- yeah, right. Spurgeon said this. Uh, now, we don't have to be all the details. Like, I mean, there's because we read commentaries, mm-hmm. right? I- I'll and I'm not gonna memorize all that. I'll I'll say things like, you know, uh, a scholar wrote, yes, yeah, or totally. something like that. Or because here's the thing. So because of how we preach, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes as you're preaching. Thing, you remember something someone said. Yeah, we don't have manuscripts. I don't have manuscripts. I remember something I heard or I read. Yeah. But because I it's it's in the spur of the moment, and I know I I can't I'm not quite sure where I got it from. Mm-hmm. I just know it's not mine. Right. And so I'll so I'll say this is my go-to line is someone once said. Yeah. Because I need to at least let them know this is not me. Right. So someone once said this, and then I'll keep going. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, so. I mean, that's one of the ways I've done it. You're not footnoting a paper in MLA, right? Like well, you're just, it, yeah. you just have to, you, and it's, listen, it's not always necessary. And we'll talk about that. But if you're, you cite someone else's original content. Or at like, least make sure people know it's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I've said that. It, and again, like some, 
I'll, I'm going to save it. All right, go ahead. We're, we're Bye, my bad. All right. No, it's really Am good. Am I throwing you off? No, not at all. Because right. right. I think that's right. So we, the, we will oftentimes in our preaching cite our sources, right? Yeah. And sometimes and every preacher has to do it from time to time because, well, you're just saying, oh, well, this person said this. Here's yeah. a, He said it better than I did. I, we, we say that from time to time. Hey, this person will say it better than I can. So here you go. Here it is. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do on citing sources and I've done this is um, on a couple of a number of occasions. Um, I have found a Puritan treatise that talked about that dealt with a particular subject that I was preaching on, and you know the Puritans will have like twelve uses, yeah. and so I, I'll take those and I'll say, well, you know what, uh, Thomas Manton said, or like uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Boston or whomever, mm-hmm. or John Owen, whoever, yeah, said said that here are here are. 10 principles that we need to grasp if we're really going to experience this truth properly. Um, and then I'll just go from there and I'll just, yeah. then I'm just summarizing what Summarize that. And then actually sometimes you, you know, I, I've heard Joe do this where he's like, so-and-so uh, gives us uh, five, five ways, but there's six. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so he'll go through the five and say, but here's, here's, I'm going to add one on to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think we both have done that. Yeah. And, and honestly, sometimes we'll do it with Puritans where I'll say they give you 18, but there's a lot of overlap. There's really four. Yeah. We're there's, just going to go through four. There's, there's, there's four. You can kind of group them all into four larger mm-hmm. ones. But what's, but the, the, the point. Well, the point is we are giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. And at the very least, again, in my situation, I don't know where mm-hmm. I got it from. I just know it's not me, and I need to at least say yeah. someone said. Yeah, and this is not being hyper vigilant about ourselves. It's just being, it's integrity. Yeah, it's just being honest no, about like, oh yeah, hey, this this is, and I've said the same thing. Like, I don't know who said this, but you just and go, that's it. I don't know who said this. Yeah, it's an integrity issue there. That's the thing is, I I don't want to present myself as something that I'm not. Yeah. To the people that God has trusted me to shepherd. Yeah. All right. Well, there are so there are cited sources when you're preaching. Then there are unsighted resources mm-hmm. um, that you're just not going to be citing, not because you're hiding anything, but because it's not relevant to cite them uh, in your general mm-hmm. in the general message, like the commentaries or original language tools. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say, well, in um, BAGD or Bauer Gingrich Danker, yeah. uh, it, it says, you know, I'm not going to get into the, the, the definite, here's the lexicon that mm-hmm. I use. And it, because, you know, those those tools help us to understand truths about scripture and they aren't necessarily giving us very specific things that we're going to be saying. Like we take Mm -hmm. all of this information, we summarize it, we collate Mm -hmm. it, we put it together and then we use that information. Yeah. But now even this last time I was preaching, you know, uh, I remembered in the moment, you know, a summary statement that like, I, you know, and I, I remember saying, well, you know, Kistemacher summarizes it this way. Yeah. And th- that, if you're going to, if you're going to read them, then yes, yeah, I, totally. you got to, you know, and that's because you want to give your people resources, right? Like I want I want yeah. my people, I want our people. We want to see the whole congregation be like, Oh, maybe I should get that. Mm-hmm. Man, that was really good. I'm going to, that, that's, that's great. I don't know why, like it doesn't make me feel smarter by pretending that an idea is my own. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel dumber. Um, and, it, then you're not actually helping people. So, no. you're not, but you're not always going to cite. You don't always have to cite all of your sources because sometimes it's not relevant. What about using another person's analogy? We just you, you just started to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, using someone else's analogy is it, it depends, right? Is it unique to them? Mm-hmm. And if it's not unique to them, and it's something that's just part of the human experience, yeah, 
you don't need to cite because it's it's something that's happened to all of yeah. us. Millions of people have said this. There's no one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't need to cite, you know, hey, uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. Hey, I don't need to go cite. Yeah. Like when you're like, yeah, yeah fool me once. Uh, shame on uh, you. Uh, and then fool me twice. And then, shame on me. Oh, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> but like, but if it is something, if it's a common metaphor example, you don't need to, but if it's like in this situation, right. if it's Driscoll's bow and arrow analogy. I'd never heard that before. It was really I've, good. I've never heard that. Never heard that. Then just say, Driscoll puts it this way. Yeah. I mean, because again, it's the easiest thing in the world to do and it doesn't, didn't, doesn't take away from the illustration. It doesn't take away from yeah. your message at all. I don't understand the it's hesitancy. Not, it, it, exactly. So like, like even, you know, I, I did a sword the stone illustration. Yeah. You know? yeah. It didn't work though. What? Oh, no. Everybody was rolling their eyes. Sure. Big eye roll. I hate you, you. All the emojis that I got. I hate I, you. <laughs> I just want you to know. It was a great illustration. It was a perfect one. Yes, it was right? very good. But it's common. And all I had to say was Disney. Yeah. You know, like just Disney. And everyone, you know, understands that. It's a common thing. But if, you know, if, but if I was to use an illustration where my kid was at Disneyland and they have the sword and the stone uh, monument there. And he's sitting there trying to pull, pull, pull. You know, there's a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, you can use other people's analogies uh, if they're sort of like common use analogies. And if they're, it's a, if it's a specific one, like you said, then just give credit. It's not hard. This should not be difficult to just say, Hey, I like it. How this guy says it, you know, it's easy. Okay. Personal stories. Someone else's personal stories. Yes or no? No. Uh, How about preaching another person's sermon entirely? No. But wait a minute. <laughs> what if it isn't stealing? What if, like, I think it was a Southern Baptist preacher. He's like, well, if my bullet fits your gun, go ahead and shoot it. Uh, like, okay. He's like encouraging people to like, you can just use my sermons. It's fine. You can re-preach my sermons if it's going to be good for you. Rick Warren's famous for this. He's like, hey man, you don't need to ever cite me. Just take my stuff all you want. Use it all you want. Then it's not technically stealing, right? Uh, it's still misleading. Mm -hmm. It's still misleading. Yeah. But I remember, I remember I was at a conference. Um, I was in Young Life of Canada and they brought in a speaker, weird guy, Bruxy Cavey, Bruxy something, Cavey, something like that. From what Ontario. do you think is going to happen to your kid when you name him Bruxy? He's going to be weird. <laughs> but this guy, for, there was a lot of things. I, I remember actually the the staff revolted. It was all uh, it was only staff at this conference. Staff were not happy with some of the things this guy was saying, just off base, right, right. But he did try to convince us that like it's okay to like use. He goes, "I'll use another person's story. I don't care," because to me, it's just like Jesus giving a parable. <laughs> and we're all like, "What? Like make it up? Just do it. Take someone else's thing." You go. I, Half the things I told you guys, I took for all the people. We're like, uh, uh. hey, and then he's like, who, who wants to buy my book? Uh, you know, Young Life's going to pay for it. I was like, I don't want that book. Yeah. Forget about it. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Yeah. The, I, so I do, you said it's misleading because yeah. Okay. So let's say, oh, okay. I'm not going to mislead anybody. I'm going to tell everybody up front. Hey, today's sermon is from... Pastor Rick Warren, Joe Foe. Okay. And I have permission to preach. I'm, I'm going to preach that. Now you're not lying. No. You're not misleading them. You're not stealing because you've been given permission. Um, I would say, I mean, okay, I have two thoughts here. One is 
it that's okay. Like you are like you you're not you're moral, not no moral problem. There's no moral problem. Doing. There's no moral problem with that, right? Um, I would say if that's a one off because something just the week. Who knows? Who knows? It's just. Who knows? I've known pastors I, that I, will, I, on occasion, like on like Reformation Day, they'll preach a Jonathan Edwards sermon. Okay. Or they'll preach a Spurgeon sermon. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And or, everybody knows up front. Or like for a lot of churches, right, that don't have um, the resources, and or maybe they don't have a full time pastor. One of the elders has to get called in. Then maybe the you know a, pre, a guest preacher didn't show up, and they need to do something. Right? Okay. All right. Read a sermon. Read a sermon. Fine. Um, but if that's your every day, if every week is every week or every month or every few months you're doing this, I would have to say like, yeah, it, there is an exception to like, with, there, there are, if it becomes common, a rare, unique circumstance where this might be okay. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But if it, if, if this is commonplace for you, then that's the issue. And it, it also like, we're talking about pastors. If you are the preaching pastor, yes. that's really what we're talking about. If you're, if you're stuck and you don't have anybody and an elder wants to exactly. read this, you, you can do that every week until you get your preacher. Praise back, God. Whatever. Praise God. It's all good. But yeah, I definitely do have a problem. Okay, now I just want to be clear something. It sound if you can hear this in the background. Hey, Killian, do that again. Can you hear this? Okay, so if you can hear that, it's, it's sound, not. It's, it's not, not what you think it not, is. My my son is not hitting a bong. He's not ripping a bong <laughs> while we're while we're here. Even though his name is Bonger. <laughs> He's not ripping a bong. Uh, my my ten year old son is blowing bubbles into his uh, iced coffee. Thank you, thank you, buddy. People think you're ripping a bong. What's so cute is he doesn't know what they that is. He doesn't know. He's like, looking hey, at you like, do you know what it means to rip a bong? Okay, good boy. <laughs> wink, I'll show wink. you later. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not till he's twelve. I'm kidding. Oh, Goodness, everybody, come on, <laughs> Julie. I am joking. Do not. <laughs> I do not want Julie Royce coming after me. I'm, I, listen, I have not smoked weed since I've been converted. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Okay. Edibles on the other hand. No, oh, not stop, even those. Stop, stop, stop. All right. So what we're we talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, the, the the preacher whose job it is to be preaching, yes. even, even if you had all of your I's dotted and T's crossed, like I got permission, I'm going to tell the congregation, you are robbing yourself as a preacher of the value of the exegetical work that you're supposed to be doing. Because you're not doing the study in that passage. You yeah. are not exegeting the text. You are not developing the insights for yourself and for your people. You are not developing unique application mm. of the word to your own people. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge reason why it's wrong yeah. to just be preaching somebody else's messages. Well, it's not only like the preacher being robbed, but mm -hmm. the church is being robbed. Yeah, totally. Because they're being robbed of a pastor who is strengthening and growing in their own understanding of the word through that personal study. Yeah. And then actually uniquely applying the word of God to them. Yeah. Right. Cause that's just it. Who, you know, Piper, who Piper, Piper writes to his people. Yeah. Driscoll's writing to his people because he understands them, knows them. He's with them. He smells like them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's, he's there. That is going to be a different application for our people here, yeah. right? And so we have a unique church with a uh, with unique people that have unique needs, and, and that's the preacher is supposed to know that. Yeah, it's like I mean we've talked about this, you know, as as we're preparing and as we're kind of going through. It's like you begin to to think of people yeah. within the congregation, and you know where they sit. Yeah, 
right? You as you're as you're preparing, you're kind of seeing this, and you're going, you know, that this marriage is hurting, or you mm-hmm. know that they're suffering in this way, or they're rejoicing here, like, or their sin issue in 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 this situation, mm-hmm. right? And like you're you're crafting this for your people. Yeah, all, the application, all of it, really starts to get. Uh, properly balanced yeah right because it's not necessarily that you're going to preach at individuals Mm -hmm. but that you know the specific issues that your church is dealing with Mm -hmm. because if one person is dealing with a strained marriage you can you can you're guaranteed other people are dealing with this as well yeah but you know you're going to be hitting you know people that are in that frame of mind it just it changes the way you handle application when you know the state of people absolutely now Somebody might say, well, okay, well, what if he does diligently study? What if he studies and he's in the word and he's, he's totally like, he's translating Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, he's doing it all. Um, he's, he's growing in the Lord and, uh, but he's still going to use another person's sermon and he's going to tell everybody he's, he's doing it. What do you think about that hypothetical? I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I guess I don't get it. I know because it's, it's not even a real thing. It's not even a real thing because who does all the work? And then you can't be, listen, I here. this is, I think this is true for every preacher that, that studies, but I could be wrong. There's no way I'm going to study the passage and put my stuff together and not want to use my stuff. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I, I would not be, I could not be satisfied using somebody, even if they're better preachers. Listen, all the famous people, better preachers than me, but I like my preaching better. Yeah. I like, I like the way I do it for me and for our people. I don't like the, I wouldn't, Matt Chandler, better communicator than I am, but I don't want to use his stuff. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. rather use my stuff. Yep. It doesn't make any sense to me either. It doesn't make sense. Now okay. I think, I mean, listen, we've, we've been in situations where we've had to, you called on to preach, you know, you have no mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, uh, I don't think I, I can, okay, I'll go all the way back to the beginning. Have I ever been tempted to use someone else's material. Um, I can honestly say the only time I even considered using something was back in the mid nineties when I started preaching and my pastor was having me go up quite a bit and I had to come up with, I was struggling with an outline. And so I started looking at some sermon uh, sermons at like sermoncentral.com or I don't know what okay. it was. I was trying to see like maybe I can use one of their outlines which I don't think there's anything wrong with using an outline that somebody came up with on a text I mean that's pretty normal stuff but even then as I was looking at it I went you know what I don't like this stuff <laughs> I want to yeah. do my own thing yeah. it just it never it was never that appealing to me so if it doesn't appeal to me it doesn't appeal to you and if actually we find it distasteful it puts us off we like we just no listen would, if, if I have two hours you're getting two hours and I've had that I've yeah. had that where you know, uh, Joe called on on a Saturday night and said, "Hey, actually, yeah, I'm not going to go into the ins out of it." But uh, uh, Joe calls me on a Saturday night, says, "Man, I'm out. Yep. I'm just out. Tag, you're in. You know, gotta go, gotta go." And I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I I think you've had less time than that. Even I know I've had less time than that. And Jimmy and I would rather, as preachers, we would rather give you a hundred percent of us with twenty minutes of prep. Yep. Then a hundred percent of some other guy who's, you know, no knows yeah. how to string together stuff. Honestly, well. honestly, you give me 20 minutes of prep. I'll get you 20 to 25 minutes. Oh yeah. Right. All I need is a, I, you know, that's not, that's not me being boastful, No, but that's, that's saying I'm going to give you, all I need is a piece of paper, write down a few points and I'm ready because yeah. I'm going to draw on then 
this is why it's important that preachers are in the Word. Yep. Because I'm going to draw on whatever I've been studying lately personally, yep. and that's where I'm going to go with it. Right. You know, I'm going to take one of those passages, break it down, or all else fails, you know, <laughs> grab a parable. <laughs> grab a parable, grab something from Matthew, you know? But it's like, yeah, you you, you can... you. This this is what's I think a preacher should be able to get up and preach. Mm-hmm. Now, getting up and being able to preach extemporaneously for most of us is virtually impossible because we don't see it modeled, uh, we don't get to experience it. Mm-hmm. But virtually every preacher should be able to, in my opinion, be able to sit down uh, in a short amount of time and interact with the Word of God and be able to stand up and speak. And really, if you're not getting super technical about the structure of a sermon, any preacher should be able to just get up there and exhort the people with the word without yeah. any prep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't, I won't, a formal sermon, and I won't have a sermon summary. Right. You know, depending on the timing. But at least I, I know, and you know, right? Like as a you know how to break down a text into its whatever two, three things that are going on the flow of the story, and you know how to take that and make it into your points and add. This I don't want to say it's easy, but it's 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 doable. Yeah. But that's why. But if you're not, if you are not personally studying, yeah, and you're not personally going through your own devotions, then that's why you can't do it. Uh, listen, I uh, Jimmy and I've known pastors, plural, who have been caught doing this, yeah. who've lost their jobs yep. doing this, um, and it's they they frequently have uh, same excuses. What are some excuses? Uh, too busy. Very, very busy. Uh, some, some of them are insecure. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, I don't think mine's very good. And this guy does it so well. And so I just thought I would, I just kind of borrow from that guy, you know, do his thing. Uh, some people are just lazy. Yeah. They're just lazy. Yeah. I think they are. I mean, uh, we all, we can all be lazy or most of us can be lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think some people I, I don't just don't like the prep. Some mm-hmm. people don't like studying, you know, which is hard for me to understand because yeah. I've always liked studying. That's the best. That, that's one of it's the like, best parts. They like they like talking. Yeah, they don't really like studying. No, I love the study part. And, and that well, I mean, it's not to me the best part. I mean, I love the studying because I get to then take that, yeah, and be like, put it together for our people mm-hmm. and watch them, right? Like I, I could, as your preacher, you could see connections being made on their faces. On their faces. How can you see through the tears in your eyes when you're preaching? I hate you. I thought how do you, how do you, I thought I don't think you can I thought, see anybody. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> how do you see their eyes when they're sleeping? <laughs> that's what I yeah, thought you were going to say. That's why you don't know they're sleeping because you have tears in your eyes. <laughs> All right. So you're, like just a couple of things, right? If you think you're too busy, um, change your schedule. Yeah. You're a stinking preacher, man. Like you can't, you can't be too busy to prep. No. Like that's your job. It's one no. of your primary things. So uh, it's critical to your work. There's no excuse for you to say you're too busy. Knock that off, man. Make that a part. Yeah. Give yourself 10 solid hours a week. That's enough. That's you give enough. yourself 10 hours. You can put together a good sermon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you're feeling insecure, yeah. you need to know, hear this. You've been called by God and the church to preach the word to them. Yeah. And your confidence comes from God and his word, not your eloquence. Right. That's true. It's not about you. It's not how smart you are. It's not how uh, it, it's about God. Right. There's been many times where I've just in the middle of the night, I've woken up in a panic attack. Mm. You know, like I'm preaching the next morning. Right. And I woke up at that moment. I'm just like this. Listen, at this point. The Spirit's going to do what the Spirit does. Yeah. And God is good. Yeah. And I'm able to go back to bed. 
but I, 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 I have to, I have to say that, right? Because my confidence is not in me. Right. My confidence is in Him. My confidence is so much in the Lord. I don't prep at all. Oh, I just, I, I just, oh, no, I've never I, done I just that. wake up and open the Bible I've on never Sunday. Said be foolish. That's just what I do. That's not foolish. It's just, it's just <laughs> divine confidence. All right, and I'm kidding. And if uh, people that are lazy, um, honestly, uh, just repent, man. I mean, mm. um, I know that that's overly simplistic, but um, when we are being slothful, when we are playing yeah. the role of sluggard in our lives, then we do need to repent. Lots more to say on this, um, but uh, listen, encourage your pastors to preach the word, encourage them as they preach the word. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be very discouraging for us, and um, not every church has such a supportive congregation. So if yeah. you are appreciative of what your pastors are doing, then be sure and let them know that you praise God for them. Well, we'd love to hear thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can send up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've also got that all-access exclusive content. Uh, we got Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to drfortune.com slash all access and register today. Later.